Good morning. And thank you for joining this morning. The practice of being aware of awareness. Use Reggie's collar today for a sound. So there'll be three indications. One in just a moment. Uh, one midway through, and the final will be uh, an hour from now. And it will sound like this. So very, very weak bell. So noticing that something recognizes this voice, noticing that this light of pure knowing is knowing in this moment, and that the light recognizes itself, the knowingness knows itself, and that we are not doing it. There's no doing here. There's just this knowingness that's on. We didn't turn it on. The beingness is the knowingness. And that it is self-knowing. The clearness and the clarity with which the knowingness is happening right now is indisputable. And it's that recognition that is already being aware of awareness, being conscious of consciousness, knowing that knowingness is here, is happening, is present. If thoughts come in, there's the knowingness that the knowingness knows thoughts. When sounds come in, there's the knowingness that the knowingness knows sounds. And if there's no sounds, the knowingness that there are no sounds is what's known, what's present. And there's a crispness and a clarity. It's like the knowingness doesn't go through an intermediary. It doesn't have a wind up or a process. It's getting ready to know. It's almost gonna know. It's not quite knowing yet, but we'll get there. You know, we don't have to warm up the car. The engine's just on. 
and in that recognition, that very simple everyday recognition. That there's a lot, an, an alive, awake, alert beingness. That has as one of its core attributes this knowingness, this self knowingness. We don't need a concept, we don't go to mind and think it through. We don't go out to experience to, to check on this or that. There are no two steps to this process. This knowingness is self-knowing. This recognition is a self-recognizing recognition. It's just what's so, what is. And there's a, there's a luminosity, there's an inner illumination that's recognized. Rupert Spira calls it the light of pure knowing. So we watch as attention rests on this light of pure knowing.
So we, as we watch as attention just rests in that knowingness, noticing what comes and goes. Noticing that no matter what comes and goes, thoughts or sounds or feelings in the body, it all arises and falls before the light of this pure knowingness. So there's nothing to do, nowhere to get, nothing to get rid of. We can notice that right now, there's literally nothing that could come in or come up, come through. It wouldn't be allowed. We would just know that we're the knowingness that sees it. Know that we're the knowingness that feels it. Know that we're the knowingness that watches it watches these different energies rise up, sometimes do some intricate tumbling, almost like a floor routine. Then that energy just kind of slips away. And none of those energies ever affect this knowingness. That's why it's pure knowingness. As well, it watches everything. It doesn't mix in with it. It's not affected by it. There's nothing that could come through right now that can diminish this light. The light would just illuminate it. Even if it was terrible, terrible sadness or huge pain in the body. It's not to say that there wouldn't be sensations and they might not be considered comfortable or desirable. But how do we know that they're comfortable or uncomfortable? How do we know that they're desirable or undesirable? We know because there's a really, really quick comparison and mind kicks up a thought form. And that gets kicked up to the light of pure knowingness. Nothing affects the light. Nothing affects the purity of it. The fact that it's unaffected, unadulterated. And none of it affects the knowingness.
some return to the chapter that we're contemplating Wednesday, which is chapter eight of Helen Hamilton's Dissolving the Ego, which is entitled Noticing the Sense of Being. Each moment we can look at our mind and see that it's always trying to get somewhere or become something. In the usual state of mind, there's always an intention to get more of something, to get rid of something, to sustain a nice experience or to be free of an unpleasant one. When we are mature enough in our pathway, we can see that what we call mind is really just a constant stream of commentary on how things are and how things should be. Our mind is not able to see the perfection that is already here. And as such, is always chasing some imaginary perfect endpoint in which we live in peace. For us to reach this imaginary endpoint, our mind is looking for the perfect set of circumstances when it can finally let go of needing to change anything. All of that plays out before the light of pure knowing. We can see all those movements of thought. We can see the desires, we can see the clinging, and see the belief in lack. All the greatest hits of whatever our individual subconscious burps up every now and then. Can we notice that we are the ones noticing that? That those are energies that rise and fall. And we can actually speak about them as if they're not us. Because of this light of pure knowingness that we are, that just illuminates what's in the mind. None of it affects the light. Just like words on a page in a novel, they dance through and then we turn the page. It's, it's the light that reads the novel that we are. The world is just each chapter, each day, each paragraph. All the forms dancing before the formless. All the shadows dancing before the light. We notice that for ourselves, in ourselves, as ourselves.
Ellen writes, anytime we hold an intention in our mind, it causes a subtle tension within us. It is really an energetic attitude that, quote, everything is not all right, just as it is, unquote. Our mind or sense of being something or someone is always trying to become more, greater, freer, lighter, and on and on it goes. No matter what temporary state we may achieve, we will always want more. So we're just listening for that background voice, this under voice, this little undercurrent. What is whispering and recognizing that we can hear that. We are not that. We are what knows that, that that comes and goes, rises and falls. It expands and contracts. Some, day it's, some days it's so big, other days not so much. But by turning attention back to the light by which that's seen, We rest attention in that glimpse of truth. And that's where the true rest is.
So Helen writes, there is something, however, that is not trying, doing, becoming, reaching, or wanting. It does not need, desire, transcend, or let go of anything. We can begin to notice that our human mind is always trying to get or get rid of something. And yet our beingness is just being. Our beingness is just being. And we confirm that in our direct experience. Our beingness is just being. And even the our part, is it our beingness? I mean, we refer to it that way. And it's a helpful bridge identity. But is that absolutely true? Is it our beingness? Did we make it? <laughs> Did we create this? Are we the owners? If it's mine, can I give it to you? Can I make it bigger or littler? Is there any me to have dominion over this? Is it a loss that I don't have dominion over this? Do I need dominion over this? Or am I the dominion that is this? The power and the glory that is the beingness. The unmistakable, indisputable, inalienable, 
can we separate from this? If I said, take one step towards your beingness, which way would you step? If I said, step back, just, just a half a step back from your beingness, where would you go? is indicating that we're halfway through the hour. So Helen writes, there's something, however, that's not trying, doing, becoming, reaching, or wanting does not need, desire, transcend, or let go of anything. We can begin to notice that our human mind is always trying to get or get rid of something. And yet our beingness is just being. It is perfectly and effortlessly just being. So maybe we look at that for a moment. Is there any effort at all? With the beingness? Is there any trying? Is there any failing or succeeding? Is there any winning or losing? Is there better or worse? Can you find any duality? in the beingness. And if there are none of those things, is it an apt description to call that perfect? Our beingness is just being. It is perfectly and effortlessly just being. perfectly and effortlessly just being.
Can we confirm that in our direct experience? perfectly and effortlessly, just being.
perfectly and effortlessly. Just being. can begin to notice that our human mind is always trying to get or get rid of something. And yet our beingness is just being. It is perfectly and effortlessly just being. Not being someone, just being. Can we notice when we look at this being, the just being, the perfect and effortless being, there is no person, there is no personality, there is no me to prop up, to defend, to vindicate, to glorify, to desecrate, to degrade. It's neither a building up nor a tearing down. That's all mind, getting or getting rid of something, usually a self-image. The beingness is the light that illuminates all of that. The beingness is the knowingness through which we can watch this psyche dance across the screen of awareness taking on larger and larger shadows and then just falling away in a moment of clarity when it's noticed that the only thing that's actually happening is the knowingness of what's happening.
the knowingness is perfectly, effortlessly being. The knowingness. It's just being. Not being someone, not getting rid of being someone. And we notice that there's no effort here to get rid of a sense of self. A sense of self is one of the objects that rises up to this light of pure knowing. It just also dissolves sometimes. It's not constant at all. How do we know? Because the light's always shining. The light is shining perfectly and effortlessly. We begin to notice that our human mind is always trying to get or get rid of something. And yet our beingness is just being. is perfectly and effortlessly just being. Not being someone. Just being. It's not even being peaceful. It is just being. It just is. We can notice right now whether there's some kind of effort to get this beingness to be peaceful. There's some little subtle striving to just get a little more peace in this beingness? Or can we see that the beingness is peace? Perfect, effortless peace. Perfect, effortless beingness.
perfect, effortless knowingness. It just is with a capital I. And it intuitively knows this about itself. This isn't a teaching. This isn't a learning. This isn't a becoming. This is an inner recognition of what is so, of what is. And we are that. You know, the words are, we are that, but we can check to see whether there's a we distinct from a that, because this is where dualistic language breaks down, right? We that, that we, or we could just call it what Muji calls it, which is isness, what is. And what is knows it is. It's self-knowing. It's self-actualizing, self-recognizing. It cognizes what it already knows. That's why it's a, a, a recognizing. That's why it's a recognition. It is already so. Just attention goes outward so fast, so often. That this knowingness of pure knowing often eludes conscious awareness. Because the consciousness is shining its light on an object and form. And so we get an experience of an object and form. But when the light of pure knowing is shined on the light, the light is known by the light, from the light, as the light itself. It is intuitively known from within. And there's no you there to claim it. There's no you there to get it right or get it wrong. You can notice there's no atta girl, atta boy. Just what is.
ising to his heart's content. Peaceful, effortless beingness. Not being someone, just being. It's not even being peaceful. It is just being. It just is. It just exists. And it is perfect. It is not even concerned with being perfect, we're trying to be more perfect, as it has no ideas, no preconceptions, right? It has no concepts, so there's no comparisons. There can be no judgments. There's nothing to judge against or judge for or judge by. It is not an argument with reality at all. It is reality. Mind, on the other hand, is a movement against how things are, a rejection of what already is manifesting in some way. Helen writes, we can begin to get a taste of this effortless being that is our true nature when we see that every intention or desire we have is really a denial of what is already here. In seeing this deeply, we can begin to let go of intentions and allow what is already here to begin to reveal itself. We must go beyond the common objection in our mind that to let go of wanting something to change means it will not come. In truth, the opposite is true. The sooner we let things be as they are, the sooner what we desire can come to pass. Holding on to desire and intention means that we are resisting the fact that what we want is already here. And we cannot allow it to manifest into our experience.
as we sit quietly without any intention to change things or to have any particular experience, we begin to feel a sense of relaxation that deepens into a peaceful state as we progress. By letting go of wanting peace, we begin to see that it is already here. It will be seen in time that all our attempts to get something simply clouds our awareness of what is already here. as the beingness itself, we can simply be and make no effort to control whatever is occurring. as the beingness itself, we can simply be and make no effort to control whatever is occurring. We bring attention back to the beingness, confirm it's just being. It's perfectly and effortlessly just being, not being this or that, just being.
this indicates that that concludes the hour.